I didn't say I wanted to preach on that subject while the congregation was asleep. I'll preach as a dying man to dying men. We are getting our ideas from the Bible. We are taking the listeners for a swim in the text. We believe that only God makes a preacher, but we want to help him be more faithful. This is the Verse by Verse Preaching Podcast with host, Pastor Rob Ginter. Well, Dr. Bruce Ware, welcome to the Verse by Verse Preaching Podcast. Thank you, Rob. It's a pleasure to be with you. You are a professor of systematic theology at the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary in Louisville, Kentucky. So for our audience, give us uh, an overview of what systematic theology is. Yeah, probably the, the simplest way to think about systematic theology is that it really does endeavor to try to put all of the Bible's teaching on given subjects together. So what does the Bible teach about who God is? What does the Bible teach about who Christ is? What does the Bible teach about sin? What does the Bible teach about salvation? And uh, rather than focusing on one portion of the Bible, you know, working through the book of Ephesians or or through Isaiah or something like that, uh, systematic theology tries to, to incorporate everything that is relevant, everything that the Bible teaches on those various subjects and pulls it together. Of course, uh, it's important to be careful to pay attention to the context from which those teachings come. Uh, so if you're in, in uh, the Old Testament, to, to you know pay attention where you are in that progressive revelation and so that you don't just lift passages out of their context, uh, but you interpret them within context and then uh, take the, um, the, the gist of those teachings and incorporate them together in trying to understand um, the, the various truths of the faith that we hold as Christian people. So, and with that, how can we use systematic theology to make us better preachers? Mm. Well, I think in a couple of ways. Uh, one is that you are aware of the theological uh, subjects that you are that you come across as you're preaching uh, expositionally, as you're wor- working through a book of the Bible, say you're teaching through Ephesians, just to pick an example, or pre- preaching through the book of Ephesians. So you are aware of major theological areas that you are coming across as you're preaching through those chapters of that book. And uh, when you come to major doctrines or, or passages that uh, have to do with uh, some major doctrine, you can take a few moments and explain to your people uh, a little bit more about that doctrine. You know, so for example, in Ephesians 1, boy, it would be so helpful uh, as you begin teaching through Ephesians 1 or preaching, preaching through that to take a few minutes and talk about the doctrine of the Trinity with them, because it's very clear that Paul is is thinking in terms of the Father and the Son and the Spirit. You know, verse 3, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. So he's, he's, uh, he's thinking in Trinitarian categories. Uh, so help your people understand a little better the doctrine of the Trinity as you're working through that. And then you come, come to the doctrine of election, you know, in verse 4, where he chose us. Well, who, who is it who chose us? Well, it was the Father who chose us in Christ. We, we talk about the doctrine of divine election, and that's fine. But actually, in Ephesians 1.4, it's the Father 
who chooses us in his son. Uh, the father predestines us to be adopted uh, as his own children, right? So I uh, just, you know, just he help your people see uh, the theology that is there. When, when you come down to, to verse 7, there's, there's the doctrine of redemption. So take advantage of that to talk a little bit more about the, the doctrine of the atonement uh, with your people so they can understand better what Paul is referring to when he says we've been redeemed and forgiven of our sin in, in uh, verse 7 of Ephesians 1. Now, that doesn't mean you have to do an entire theological excursus every time you come across a topic like that, but it does um, help your people become aware that theology arises out of the text, right? So this is not something that's overlaid on the text. It's, it's text-like uh, the book of Ephesians, texts like, uh, you know, any, any book that you are in, where these doctrines are, are announced, are uh, stated, and in some cases explained, you know, for, for us. <clears throat> so that's one, one way, I think, that is very, uh, very helpful to preaching. Um, one, one more comment on that. I do think that there, there are times when you can leave the main, the main passage that you're preaching from for a few moments and go to another text where you have what, what I have called a canonical witness, you know, a witness from another part of the canon about that same topic. You know, so if you're, if you're looking at the redemption that's brought to us in Christ or a few verses later, the gift of the Spirit to us who has come, well, you could go to another text or a couple texts and just help your people see that, you know, this actually is taught not only here in Ephesians 1, but it's, it's taught in 1 Peter, it's, it's, it's taught in Galatians 5, it's, you know, there are other places to talk about this, and that way your people gain a better uh, understanding of, of the whole of the Bible, even as you're preaching through one text. Because I do think one of the drawbacks uh, with, with preaching expositionally through books of the Bible is, is that your people can lose sight of the rest of the Bible while you spend two years in the book of Luke or whatever the case might be, right? You know, so you're, you're, you're very devoted to stick with your text that you're dealing with. Well, that's not bad, but help your people see that they've got the whole Bible in their hands. And, uh, and by referring to these canonical witnesses to other places where this same thing is taught, I think is re really helpful for your people. So that's, that's one, one idea, I think, uh, that is a way to incorporate theology into our preaching. For those of us who, who might not have had the opportunity to go to seminary, in what ways can we be trained in systematic theology that are out there? Well, thankfully, there are really good resources to, to be trained in. Um, I think uh, Wayne Grudem's Systematic Theology, uh, w w Wayne is a friend of mine, and so I, you know, I've been in conversation with him and know that he um, has just revised his systematic theology, uh, and it's going to be coming out in another, oh, eight months or so, uh, about 10% longer uh, than it was before, wouldn't you know it? Uh, that's typical Wayne Grudem. He, he likes to write long books, but uh, in any case, that systematic theology looks daunting when you pick it up because it weighs about 20 pounds, right? But uh, the fact of the matter is it's clear uh, it's uh, in, in many places devotionally written. 
it's written in a way that that uh, uh, regular people uh, who who know how to read the English language, you know, can understand what he's saying. They can look up things in their own Bibles to see the you know the verses that he's referring to, and and really gain a, a lot of uh, understanding of theology as they work through that systematic theology. So that would be what one place I would go to. With that, what many of us preach in the pulpit, and we have other responsibilities of teaching and discipling people in the church. How have you seen pastors use systematic theology in their discipleship process? Yes, right. Well, uh, I think um, theology actually is one of the most important tools for discipleship. Because really what, what theology does is provides people, Christian people, with an understanding of truth that they need to know to live life uh, correctly. Uh, so they need to understand who God is correctly so they can trust him, so they can put their hope in him, uh, so, so they can believe his promises, uh, so they can obey his commandments. I mean, they need, they need to know who God is. They need to know who they are, uh, that they are created by God. They're not the, the chance product of evolutionary processes that were random and, and unguided. No, they, they are actually created by an intelligent and wise creator who made them in his image. And, and, and yet we have fallen in sin, and uh, that has affected us uh, gravely. Uh, and, uh, and so what God has done is provide for us a Savior to pay the penalty for our sin, and, uh, and also to provide for us power to conquer that sin within our own lives. And uh, so these are all theological truths that have everything to do with understanding correctly who we are and how we are to live. I mean, honestly, I don't know how you do discipleship, how, how you do counseling, um, how, how people grow uh, in their uh, walk of faith without theology. I, it's just, honestly, it's impossible, because what theology is is just the teaching of the Bible, right? Uh, just take, taken in these various uh, key areas uh, that we desperately need as Christian people. So are you saying that we could take, let's say— Wayne Grudem's systematic theology and the person we're discipling and walk them through it because of the coverage that we could get over many areas in that. Oh, it would be, I mean, I, I know of, a, of churches that use Wayne Grudem's systematic theology for this very purpose. They have small groups <clears throat> where everybody in the small group reads through the systematic theology in a year. Uh, and then some of the people from that small group do another small group the next year and lead other people through it. Um, there's a church in Alabama uh, near Birmingham, Hoover, Alabama, uh, where there are anywhere from 800 to 1,000 people every year who go through Wayne Grudem's systematic theology. So I, I think it's a, a, a tremendous uh, resource for help, helping people understand um, who they are, uh, who God is, uh, what what uh, what Christ has done for them, uh, why why the Spirit has come, and uh, how how we are to live before uh, before God and before our fellow uh, men. So, 
uh, yes, it's a tremendous tool for discipleship. And with that, maybe give us some other options that you find to be faithful to the scriptures uh, of systematic theologies that we could uh, go through if we can get our hands on yes. them. Well, the, the Grudem text has the advantage of being the clearest and uh, most accessible of any of the theologies that I, I would recommend to you. Um, there are others that I think it takes a fair bit of, um, you know, previous education to understand what, what they are saying. I, I think this is oftentimes the case. Um, you know, there, there are some standard older theologies by Strong and Hodge and, and uh, you know, other people in the Reformed tradition, which are excellent. But typically, um, lay people, when they pick those up and try to read them, unless they have had a very good education, um, they have a hard time making sense of what those te those textbooks are saying. So um, I think that's probably why Wayne Grudem says sold so well, is because it is understandable and accessible. So you, you mentioned that systematic theology is uh, hel helping us to grasp an overall understanding of the truth of Scripture and the theology therein. What are some uh, book recommendations to help us get a grasp of the overall storyline of the Scriptures that you find helpful as far as theology books go? Right, right. Well, you know, your question in terms of the storyline of Scripture um, is a little different than systematic theology. That's that's uh, more in, uh, along the lines of what is called biblical theology that tries to track through the, the uh, progressive uh, development uh, of God's revelation to his people at, that, that is given to us then in the scriptures. So tracing through from creation to fall to, to the covenant with Abraham to, to the people of Israel to the kingship of David, and you know, and on, on through then the coming of Christ, and and so on. Um, those are um, th there are books written in biblical theology that help you do that. In fact, on our faculty at Southern, both uh, uh, Tom Schreiner uh, and uh, also Jim Hamilton um, have written a number of things that are in the biblical theology uh, genre, and those would be very helpful. Uh, Tom has written uh, New Testament theology, uh, a, a theology for the whole of the Bible that is a that is a redemptive historical uh, storyline of the Bible kind of an approach. So I think that that would be good for your people to look at. Um, but in terms of uh, systematic theologies, that there are the kind like Wayne Grudem has written that has the whole of systematics, or there are particular books you can buy in specialized areas. Uh, so just to give you an example, I just reread recently um, Anthony Hokema. He taught at Calvin Seminary for many years. Anthony Hokema's uh, theology text on the doctrine of salvation entitled Saved by Grace. Oh my, what a wonderful book that is. Just, just a jam-packed with a uh, really insightful teaching from Scripture on the doctrine of salvation, different aspects of our salvation. I just loved rereading it and um, benefited so much. 
Now, so that's an example of a kind of a specialized book in one area of theology. And there are those kind in every area, you know. I mean, Anthony Hokema himself has another book on the doctrine of man and sin called Created in God's Image that is excellent, re- really fine. Um, uh, I, you know, he, he deals both with uh, the, the human race created by God before the fall took place and then what happened to us because of sin and uh, how, how we are to function as those who are redeemed in Christ. So it's kind of a, an overview of man in creation in the fall and in redemption. So these are samples of uh, some books that are, um, you know, in specialized areas. Uh, maybe one other Th- Think, for example, of uh, J.I. Packer's book, Knowing God. <clears throat> so here's a, just a beautiful, wonderful presentation of an, kind of an overview of the doctrine of God uh, from Scripture that uh, J.I. Packer wrote many years ago. So th- those are examples of excellent books in specialized areas that help Christian people develop uh, a correct understanding, you know, of, of what the Bible teaches in those very important doctrinal areas. Dr. Ware, we are now in what we call the lightning round, in which there are three questions that I'll uh, ask you that you don't see coming, and you answer them to the best of your ability in a single sentence. Question number one, what are you yourself reading right now outside of the scriptures? Ah, well, I read mostly in in relation to either writing I'm doing or uh, classes that I'm teaching. And uh, I'm reading right now in in the Doctrine of Salvation. I reread Hokema's book uh, because I'm writing a book with Dr. Schreiner, with Tom Schreiner on the Doctrine of Salvation. So I'm reading a number of things in that area. Um, I'm also uh, working on a book on justification that uh, is a ways down the line for me, but I've, I've been reading some some uh, things on on that wonderful doctrine. Um, and then on top of that, I, I try to read some, you know, uh, biographies from time to time and that sort of thing. I'm reading right now um, Eric McTaxis's uh, Seven Men. I forget the exact title of it. He's written a Seven Men That Every Christian Should Know. And he's, uh, there's a follow-up book of Seven More Men uh, That Every Christian Should Know. And I think he has one on Seven Women That Every Christian Should Know. So th- those biographical sketches are just inspiring. My goodness, I'm really enjoying uh, re- reading through those. Nice. And so question number two, what do you enjoy doing that doesn't involve uh, an academic pursuit? Probably my wife and I, more than anything else, we love going out for a hike. Uh, and usually not strenuous, although we have hiked in the Rockies and in the, the Cascade Mountains in Washington and Oregon, but but uh, we just love to go on walks in and observe the beauty of nature. It's uh, so refreshing. And the third question, if what is your favorite meal? <laughs> wow. Wow. Nice. Nice. Any particular, Any particular type, of type of barbecue? Well, I, I uh, we have a a briquette barbecue in our backyard, a, a Weber that we've had for over 30 years. Can you believe it? That's the old, the old charcoal kind. And that's, that's what I prefer. Nice. How do you cook your steaks? You know, you have to prepare them ahead of time, salt, salt them, brine them, you know, uh, for, for a day ahead of time and, and a certain seasoning mix that I use. And it's, uh, so are you uh rare, medium, well done? Uh, kind of medium. 
media. Yeah. All right. Well, well done, Dr. Ware. Thank you for joining us today. You're very welcome, Rob. Thank you for having me on. Thank you for listening to the Verse by Verse Preaching Podcast. You can find us online at goversebyverse.com.